politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome in. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Welcome in to episode 40. We've done 40 of these things. The podcast is now entering into its midlife crisis stage. 40 (laughs) of them. There you go. And of course, because it's a major milestone, I've invited my good friend, Stephanie Plum into this show because, you know, it's our last show before before Thanksgiving. And so therefore, this is Mark and Stephanie's Thanksgiving Spectacular. Thanks for joining us, Stephanie. Well, Mark, you okay, so it's the Thanksgiving Spectacular. You failed to tell me that this was an anniversary edition to 40, like number 40. Yes. This is a big deal. They're commemorative pens and koozies and everything. I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah. I don't know if I can live up to the pressure of a Thanksgiving spectacular and a 40th episode special. What are what are you doing to me here? Well, my, my expectations aren't very high. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, you and well, I, I so I'll just crash and burn and be fine with it. <laughs> I find that, you know, it's the Scotty from Star Trek method where if you assume everything is impossible, then and then when things actually work out, then you're a miracle worker. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. You expect nothing. You're always pleasantly surprised. Exactly. Which is kind of the motto for this entire podcast. Well, so, there you go. So, okay. So, for years, you and I, whenever whenever we were on the air, we did a, uh, whatever we got on the air, the last show before a holiday was always a spectacular. The Mark and Stephanie Mother's Day Spectacular, or the Arbor Day Spectacular, or the, the Easter egg extravaganza spectacular. Yes. yes, we always, you know, because things are so lackadaisical these days. There's not enough pomp and, and fanfare out there. There really isn't. It's just all very even keeled. Nothing going on in the world. Nothing happening. It's all just very boring. Turn you know, on the headlines. What's going on? Nothing. You know who I blame? I blame my own generation, the genera- the Gen Xers. Because we were too cool to be excited about stuff. <laughs> I blame Y'all really us. were. Yeah. You really, really were. Nirvana kind of kind of ruined things for for you and all Pearl that Jam. grunge music. Pearl Jam. Yeah, Nirvana. Pearl Jam way better than Nirvana. Or Nirvana That's was overrated. Fine. Look, I can appreciate both. Well, you know, I also I also appreciate both the in both NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. I don't have a favorite of the two. I see merits in both boy bands. <laughs> Well, you know, what was that I saw? I also see flaws. <laughs> yeah, really. really. Well, I saw they during the pandemic, They it was uh, like the least known members of both of those bands had gotten together and did some sort of charity, like four song concert. Where it was like what Joey you- Fatone and Lance Bass with the tall guy from Backstreet Boys Kevin. and Aaron, not Aaron Carter, Nick Carter. Nick Carter. And Nick, Nick Carter was 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 one of the headliners of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, but Nick what, and Brian. what have you done and for then me there lately? There were a couple Nick. of Howie fans. But but yeah, it was like those four. Maybe there was another one thrown in. I don't know. Um, but they but yeah, they all they're interchangeable for me. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're not Timberlake, I don't care. But they were all they all got together and it started all this this big thing of everyone said they were going to go on a tour and call it like 
in Backstreet or something, or you know, there were rumors that they were going to go on before COVID. There were rumors that they were going to get together and do like a double tour, a double headlining tour, which would have been absolutely mind blowing, amazing. And if you wanted to see middle school Stephanie just <laughs> losing her mind and doing everything it took to get a front row ticket to that show, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. That's I'm not going to lie; I would actually go to that show. I think that it'd be would hell- be fun. It'd be, it'd be a f- you'd know every single song because we got beaten about the face and head with them uh, mm-hmm. all the way through the 90s and early 2000s. But uh, yeah, I'd go to that concert. Absolutely. Absolutely. How did we get here talking about NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys? Um, anniversaries led to 40, led to... Uh, yeah. Spectaculars. Hey, listener- this is a spectacular show. Yes, yes. There you go. Just cope and move on. <laughs> So it is the la- the final episode before Thanksgiving. Uh, you, you you have a are you, are you doing much cooking for Thanksgiving this year? You're doing what, what, what's the big yes. one? We have well the big one is actual Thanksgiving Day, but the next to biggest one is actually it's it'll be well we're, you know we were, I don't know how how much you want me to peel back the curtain, but we record this on Thursday and drops on Friday. So what right. What? You're <laughs> We're killing the live. magic. You're killing the magic, Stephanie. <laughs> no, it's so, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so yes. Yeah, so Friday. So the day this episode drops will be the will be my mom's side of the family's Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. I am in charge of a dessert item. So peanut I butter am... pie. <laughs> the Reese's peanut no. butter cup pie. No, no. Actually, my sister is making one of those from scratch. Minus the, I mean, obviously she's not making the Reese's cups from scratch, but she is. It's a homemade. Reese's peanut butter pie and it's very good I'm very excited about that but I have made a and I I hate saying no bake because I feel like people who don't make a lot of food hear no bake and they're like oh it's easy and I'm like no I had to get the KitchenAid mixer out and a food processor like this is just as much work I just didn't put anything in an oven But it's a uh, a no bake Oreo. It's not really a pie because it's not a full crust. But there's a a the, I run Oreos through a food processor to crush them all up, and mm-hmm. that's the base. And then the off to a great start. The filling, if you will, is uh, vanilla pudding mixed with uh-huh. milk, a full cup of sugar, sweet, and Cool Whip. Cool Whip, excellent. Cool Whip. I like all and of those so- things. So you slather that on top of the and the the crumbled the Oreo crumbs are soaked in butter and that's the base. Well, yeah. And then you put, uh, and, <laughs> and then yeah, you, they this are. Is, this is the healthiest thing. I mean, <laughs> if you have diabetes, get your insulin ready. You're going to go into like shock just from listening to the description of this. So full cup of sugar, worth it. Three cups of milk. Vanilla, instant vanilla pudding with the Cool Whip. And then I sprinkle more crumbled Oreos on top and you put it in the freezer overnight. And then the date, like if you're going to have it for dinner that morning, you put it back in the fridge. So it kind of softens up just enough so it's easier to cut. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm bringing. That's what you're bringing. Yes. So we're doing Thanksgiving Day with my family, with my parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, mom and dad do most of the cooking there. But we're doing Jenny's family's thanksgiving at my house at this house this this location oh one one floor down on the saturday Jenny freaking out i would be panicking if i was having thanksgiving at my house well we're just you know we clean the house but 
and I'm sure she'll end up making a pecan pie, which of course my wife's like signature dessert is is the dessert you're, that I that I don't like. I, your wife makes an amazing pecan pie. I, just, I don't like Seriously. pecans, so I'm like, you couldn't. I don't like pecans either, you but couldn't I love like, her pecan pie. If I could just get her to make a Boston cream pie, I'd be happy. But no, it's pecan pie. Yeah. But well, because it's Thanksgiving. You have my job though is to make the turkey, and I'm using oh. my father's recipe. Because I had to, you know, I, had, I have it from last year when, you know, we were all covid and everybody had to do their own thing in their own location. So I, I wanted his recipe for turkey because I wanted to make it. So it, and it's a very, you know, I have to make my own pesto that goes across the top and we put pancetta across the top and stuff fennel bulbs in there. You and make your own pesto? Yes. But here's the thing. Here's the genius part of this for me on my end is that the turkey is like the centerpiece of Thanksgiving, you know? It's a very high-profile piece. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you do a whole bunch up front, and then you babysit it. So I can't do anything. Got to baste. Yeah. I can't I can't go outside with the kids and play, babe. I've got I've got to baste. <laughs> I can't help Granny and bring her nine desserts in. I'm, I'm, I've got to watch this 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 turkey. You do. You do. I'm 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 literally ball and chain to the oven, but it's okay. <laughs> because Gotta watch the, the turkey bird. is the star. It's yeah. the centerpiece. I'm the entourage, <laughs> the hype man for my the turkey. Uncle, my uncle deep fries a turkey, and I I have never really been like a like a baked turkey fan, like a turkey cooked in the oven fan. I just, I mean, I'll eat like turkey deli meat. I'll eat turkey like ground ground turkey. Mm-hmm. There are just yeah. a lot of other forms of turkey that I am a much bigger fan of. And sure. then my uncle deep fried. So Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving turkey, I never really ate a lot. I always went for the ham. But oh. then a few years ago, my uncle started deep frying a turkey. And let me tell you, that was a game changer. I'll eat turkey now on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving turkey is fantastic. The best, though, is the next day Thanksgiving sandwich. Oh, yeah. I actually go ahead and pull most of my ingredients before most people get to the table just to make sure I've got enough for that sandwich next day. You get you That's hysterical. two pieces of white bread because, you know, you don't want to fancy up the bread and take the focus off the star. Piece of turkey, a little bit of dressing, not a lot, just so you know what's up. A little bit of mustard, and maybe if it's a preference thing, a slice of cheese. Mm, no, then, the cheese would ruin it for me. Then, or... Instead of cheese, you can also put a little bit of cranberry sauce. Not your homemade Pinterest sauce. No, it's Nobody not. wants that, Margaret. Sauce, it, it's from the can. Easily sliced. Everyone loves it. The good stuff from mm-hmm. a can. Yes. And unfortunately, my mom just labors and pains over homemade cranberry sauce every single year. And every single year, nobody really eats a lot of it. I actually, a buddy of mine, he he's he's on the she air. She won't let it go. <laughs> a buddy of mine's up in the air, up in, up on the air, uh, up in Quad Cities, and he uh, he actually posted on on his show page the other day, ruined Thanksgiving in four words, and I came back with <laughs> homemade uh, is uh, my homemade cranberry sauce, <laughs> and I got like a bunch of likes and and, and smiles and laughs and stuff. Well, yeah, because people will throw hands on whether or not you, they want the homemade cranberry sauce or the cranberry sauce from a can, and Look, I'm not. I'm honestly not a fan of either. But if I'm gonna have cranberry sauce, it's got to be from a can. Yeah, absolutely. It's easily cut. You, it's easy to put inside a, a roll, a dinner roll, and make a cranberry sauce sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's multi-use. It's far superior. 
to the thyme or basil based there's just stuff a you lot found more on pinterest there's a lot better there's a lot better things that can be cooked from scratch for thanksgiving and sure. a lot of things a lot more things that need to be given attention like the turkey or mm-hmm. like the macaroni and cheese yes or the green bean casserole which the, gets a lot of hate, and I don't understand why. I love green bean casserole. It's my favorite. I, I it's my favorite side. At that and my, my macaroni and cheese. I'm more a fan of a corn casserole than a green bean casserole. See, my sister makes the green bean casserole, and she puts corn in the green bean casserole. Well, now you're just playing with the laws of physics. We're flying too close to the sun here, yeah, and I back off, don't Vigorous. care. Reckless abandon, and it's delicious. <laughs> but... um. Okay, let me ask you this. Stuffing or dressing? It's dressing. Who stuffs a turkey? That's just rude. Uh, <laughs> you don't know them like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad manners, and that's why in the South we call it dressing. Yes, there you go. There you go. My mother makes amazing dressing. and so does my mom. I, I kind of hold it to the I gold standard. I think everybody's standard. mom. Everybody thinks their mom makes the best dressing. I would. Th- I think it's one of those things like spaghetti. My mom makes the best spaghetti. My mm-hmm. mom makes the best dressing. That was a gigantic thing for 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 Jenny when she started making up her own spaghetti, and Jack actually started eating it. She was like, oh, "This is what he'll know his mom's spaghetti." And then, and, and then I started quoting Eminem. Oh, and, of course, of and, course. And you can't was... say mom's spaghetti just oh. like you can't ask anybody who they're going to call without Ghostbusters, which Ghostbusters. I'm seeing the new movie tomorrow night. I'm sorry, oh. Saturday night. I'm seeing it Saturday night. Tomorrow night, we're Saturday going to the Van Gogh exhibit downtown. But but uh, Saturday night, we're going to uh, gonna go see the new Ghostbusters. I've got high look hopes. At, look at you, man of culture. Van Gogh exhibit and yeah. Ghostbusters all in one weekend. It was out last weekend, too. I got to, You and I had dinner with, with some we friends did. of ours uh, at l- a last week. place. Yes. Multiple <laughs> courses and nothing ordered by number. Right. <laughs> It was nice. Guac was no, guac was not extra. It featured Yankees and and television personalities, and we were yeah. there, and yep. nothing got set on fire. It was the best. <laughs> That's the standard. That we had fun up to the point of things getting caught on fire. There, yeah, absolutely. So when we get back. We're actually going to get into content here. Uh, when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about what people in Alabama can look uh, toward the skies for uh, tomorrow morning. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it will have already come and gone. But I want to mention it anyway. Also, they're making a new Grateful Dead biopic. And uh, I feel like we need to discuss this. Netflix also making a comedy series about blockbuster video, which is hilarious to me. And uh, we're going to go over uh, how far should politics actually rear its head in a church. We'll hash through that as well. So all that and more coming up. It is the Mark Harvard podcast. It's Mark and Stephanie's Thanksgiving Bonanza. Is that we're going with? Was that the word we were using? Bonanza bonanza now? I I thought we were spectacular. I I think we're just going to change it every time. this, This party keeps getting out of hand. Okay, and we'll we, just keep increasing the name. We have to bob and weave for this. But yeah, stick around. More coming up right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't forget to support the people that support the podcast. All Things New Counseling Service, Excalibur Service Company, and Owl Candle Company. We'll hear more about all these in the next few minutes. So stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast.
the Mark Harvard Podcast. We are so happy to have all things new counseling services as a member of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Now, here's the thing. Life is not always easy. There are times when things change. We have to kind of adjust with that accordingly. And life can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating downright messy. If you're in one of these seasons in life, you need to call All Things New Counseling Services. They will come alongside you. They'll offer you strength, encouragement, and hope in the confines of a safe and therapeutic environment. Listen, I've known counselor Sharman Rutherford for a while now, and she is amazing and an amazing resource for people that need a little help getting through some of those valleys in life. So give them a call, 205-765-9155, or go by their website, allthingsnewcounselingservices.com, and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Have you smelled that smell yet? You know that smell that when you cut your heat on and it smells like things are burning and you start worrying about, is my home insurance up to date because something is definitely on fire? Well, if you've smelled that smell, it means your unit, your HVAC unit, your heating unit is not cleaned well. It means there's lots of dust and all kinds of junk in the ducts, on the coils. You need to call Excalibur Service Company. They can take care of that for you, and uh, they'll do it at a great price, and they'll do it swiftly. These guys are on the ball. Give them a call. It's 205-718-8688. I've known Ben and the gang there for a while. They're who I use in my home. And get this, they now will do emergency plumbing as well. Because, you know, plumbing emergencies... Those don't happen in the middle of the afternoon on a quiet Saturday afternoon. Oh, no, no, no. They happen at 3 a.m., and they happen on a weeknight when you've got an important meeting the next day. So call Excalibur Service Company to help you out with that and for all of your home needs, electrical, plumbing, and, of course, HVAC servicing. 205-718-8688. It's Excalibur Service Company. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreated.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. And we are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thanks again, Excalibur Service Company. 205-718-8688. They're the people that keep my house nice and comfy all year long. They're good people, though. Also, they're, they're, they're a Christian company. I mean, like Ben and the gang... They uh, they do work downtown and uh, and and you know pray, go down. They're, they're part of a group that goes downtown in Birmingham and prays over over uh, you know just kind of the seedier areas and places where criminal activity is prevalent. And they, they kind of do that. That's kind of what that's what that's what he does in his, his spare time. Good people there. Good people to have in your home. I trust them in my home. You should do it as well. And tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard podcast. Stephanie Plum is hanging out. It is the Mark and Stephanie. Thanksgiving extravaganza. Oh, we're now an extravaganza. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? Every time. Every single time. We're going we're going back to we're gonna reinvent. We gotta stay fresh, Steph. Freshness. That's what you know, that's what uh that's what matters in this. You gotta stay if you're not fresh, you're old and you're and you're stale and uh people Well if you're not fresh, you can't live in Bel Air. Yes. <laughs> you have a license plate that actually says it. You know, mm-hmm. dice in the mirror. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so you had something that you mentioned that was upsetting to you about Thanksgiving this year. Like, this year was going to be kind of a letdown for you. Actually, no, not really. And, I mean, we're continuing, not to turn this into the Mark and Stephanie food podcast or eh. anything like that. People got to eat. But it, it wasn't really upsetting to me, although I did have 
for some reason, everyone, just everybody was talking about it today because it hit the news. Mm-hmm. Sister Schubert, not going to have pigs in a blanket anymore. Really? Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do when you need, when you've got the entire family over and you need a quick breakfast that looks kind of fancier than cereal, but isn't? <laughs> Here's the thing. When I read the when I read the news announcement, I was like, "Oh no, I love pigs in a blanket." But then I thought, "I've never bought pigs in a blanket. I've never once bought a pan of pigs in a blanket." Now, I have embarrassed myself at like a tailgate or a brunch eating way too many pigs in a blanket if they have been offered to me. Oh, they're delicious. But well, yes, because a little bit of mustard, delicious. yeah. Good I, just, I don't eat anything with them. I just but this- but the I Sister Schubert ones are them. great, though. They really are they fantastic. Are. They are next level good because mm-hmm. it's a Sister Schubert role. I mean, come on. But yeah. but they they announced today or made the official announcement that they are no longer going to be making pigs in a blanket, which if I don't which if you've lived under a rock and you don't know what a pig in a blanket is, tiny little hot dogs shoved into a delicious roll. It's oh, so it's perfect. Um, great breakfast food. But they are going to be making sausage and cream cheese pinwheels, which I also love. And I have mm. made with like other like like crescent rolls or like, you know, canned mm. de- like, you know, canned dough and homemade dough. But yeah, I can imagine the goodness that will be a sausage and cream cheese pinwheel made with Sister Schubert roll dough. I'm that, excited for this. That sounds promising. It really does. Yes. I'm not so sure why we have to take, kill one to, to let the other one flourish. I think it's like a financial thing or a supplier thing. There wasn't really a lot of details in the article about why they just said, I think it was just like they, like, I think, I think it just was, it was going to be more profitable, cost efficient to do the sausage and cream cheese pinwheel option than Instead. the pig in a blanket I wonder option. If they, I wonder if it's a labor thing. You know, they only have certain, a certain number of employees and so you have to kind of maximize their time for each employee. Well, I have. I you know, have, there's a labor a shortage there, Steph. I have heard rumblings, <laughs> whispers in dark alleyways. Apparently, even really... ISIS has a problem with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Ford, my wife Jenny, forwarded me a story. Apparently, I, there's like there's like recruiting posters up now. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Labor shortage even in the terrorist organizations. Yeah. No one wants to be a terrorist anymore. It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) Now we need to get more money staying at home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Trapping anything to my chest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss miss my stories. This went south fast. Yes. We were talking about pigs in a blanket. Yeah. So, okay. And and the pigs in a blanket are more, they're not really usually a part of the actual like Thanksgiving meal, but so many people use them yeah. to feed a bunch of people easily, when you're usually in town. for breakfast yeah. well, because and like it's a sausage. People in, yeah. Well, and you've got people in town for multiple days yeah. a lot of times if people are in town from out of town. And so you got to feed them something for breakfast the next day or exactly. something for breakfast the day before. And pigs in a blanket are easy. They're good. They're very filling. And you just pop them in the oven yeah. and let them go. Then let them eat nine I, of them I, I would assume, like I said, I've never actually bought pigs in a blanket. <laughs> so oh. I'm contributing to the problem. I have created, You are. I wonder I why they're not flourishing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bring them back. I blame you. You're who it I blame. It is my fault. It is my fault. But apparently, I've I've had several friends 
who have just brought this. I don't know why why me specifically or if they just are like lamenting to everyone they can think of about the lack of pigs in a blanket but i've had no less than five people text me about this no more pigs in a blanket thing and i don't think i am known for particularly loving pigs in a blanket because like i said i've never bought them and i I, only eat them that's not a food i associate with you no there are (laughs) foods that i associate with you um most of them chocolate related most of them, most of them. Um, you make an amazing, like, spicy chicken spaghetti. Yes, that's I do. fantastic. Um, mac and che- you make mac and cheese. I do. We make love mac, mac and cheese. In fact, I think for your birthday one year, I got you a mac and cheese pizza, and it was amazing. Yeah, life changing. But that I don't, restaurant I, no longer exists, and I'm sad. I know, right? Um, but yeah, I don't associate you with pigs in a blanket. Yeah, but apparently I got all the messages and all the DMs about this. So I was like, well, Did they know you were coming on the show? No, no. Thanks for In fact, some of them actually like are just like, I'm just now getting more text messages from some people about it. And they have no idea that I'm on the podcast right now. So I'm just like hitting my wife. You should tell them that you're on a, on a, a winning podcast. <laughs> I'm on a winning podcast yes. discussing this topic at this very moment. If you would like to know my opinions, please wait until Friday morning. 7 a.m. Friday morning. Two hours after the uh the the uh the uh near total eclipse of the moon. There you go. Which by the way is happening. You're just, Are... you're just trying to get me to 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 to, to turn that into a song, aren't you? <laughs> I should. It really isn't all that tough to make you sing a song. So, uh, but yeah, my friend Erica Thomas over at 1819 News, she had this story. Uh, if you were up this morning, I say this morning if you're listening to the podcast, like when it launches on Friday, uh, this morning, um, the longest partial lunar eclipse in 580 years, Friday morning, November the 19th, the Beaver Moon partial lunar eclipse. I don't know what, what Beaver Moon is or how they got naming rights on this. Will be visible to most people in North America just before daybreak. So about 3 to 5 a.m., which I get up at 5 and it's still dark there, so it's not daybreak. Um, it'll peak for three and a half hours. Uh, although it, it, it is a partial eclipse, experts said it will be a near to total with 97.4% coverage of the moon. Wow. Here's my big question. So if I if I get up to see it and the eclipse is already like it's already happened, we're at the ninety seven percent. How am I going to know that? How you find the moon? <laughs> how do you find it? How do I know what I'm looking at? I think it's one of those things where you'll there'll be a ring. Okay, like you'll okay, see like the, like the the yeah, it'll be a ring in the sky. I... And then I'll just freak myself out because I will be alone on my front lawn in the dark looking at a ring in the sky. Mm-hmm. Ring in the sky. Now you want me to sing a song. <laughs> There's so many directions on that, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, and we have some astrology folks that listen, and they, they're kind of into this. I'm up at five. I'll sure I'll walk outside in the backyard. I'll let Watson out, and I'll go out with him and look in the sky and see if I can see anything. We we get pretty good. Uh, we're out of the out of the city so far that we we get pretty good um, isolation from ambient light. So we see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm able to see really see the stars really well out here. So I'll look, but. If I don't see it, I'm not going to I'm not going to continue looking for more than, you know, 30 seconds or so. I'm not I'm not applying. I'm not all in on it. No, <laughs> you don't have your telescope ready. No, we have a telescope that Jenny got for uh, for Christmas last year and has been used once. I honestly, Mark, I was joking about the telescope, but you should bust it out. It's 
telescopes are way more complicated than I thought they were. You have to focus them and calibrate them, <laughs> and it's a big thing. And uh, and this one even actually like like sets up and goes to your phone, and you can uh, you know you can like see constellations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just so touchy that I'm I'm too bull in a china shop to work in a, a real telescope. Okay. It's one of those fancy ones you look at from the side. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's I know. like a that is fancy. It is, right? So, hey, have you seen this news? Uh they're making a Grateful Dead biopic. Martin Scorsese's doing it. I Okay, I feel like Martin Scorsese is a little more intense. A little his his directorial style lends itself to more intense films than a Grateful Dead biopic. Want me to add another weird shaped peg there. into this into this puzzle? Sure. Guess who's playing Jerry Garcia? Oh no, <laughs> Jeff Bridges? Nope. Oh, but that would have been a good option. That would have been a, a good option. No, Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill's gonna talk to Martin no. Scorsese. And it won't be Wolf Jonah, of Wall Street. And he's... <laughs> is the, also, is the entire film just going to be like just like one giant like bleep button? It, because, it might as well be. Yeah, the last Jonah, time these two worked together was on Wolf of Wall Street, which netted an Oscar nomination for Hill. Yeah. And but apparently Jonah they're friends Hill now? Has, yeah. Well, apparently Jonah Hill has surpassed Samuel L. Jackson as the like most cursing actor on screen he does a lot of which that. is pretty impressive when you consider the fact that samuel l jackson has done a lot of movies and yes and cursed like in a lot every more than one Jonah of Hill. them every yeah. one of them he's, yeah he's cursed yeah. in yeah gee so um facts in yeah in other in other funny or weird hollywood news netflix making a comedy series about a blockbuster video about blockbuster video like the entire company and netflix is making it the company that put Blockbuster under is making a video about their former competition and how they won the battle. That has got to be one of the most petty things I've ever well, seen. <laughs> I mean, the history books are written by the ones who won the wars, so. Uh, uh, indeed, indeed. But uh, yeah, they're 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 doing that. <laughs> got deep there for the. It <laughs> did. It's kind of exploding. There's actually one Blockbuster left. It's out in Bend, Oregon. I thought and it was in Alaska. No, 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 no. Ala I, I mean, Alaska has Wi-Fi now. I don't. So. I, don't <laughs> I don't pay that much attention. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do. I do know that there's a there is a Twitter there's a Twitter account for it. The last blockbuster, right? Really? I didn't know that. I I think so. Well, yeah. I think. Dear Twitter, do I follow? Here, hang on. We interrupt this podcast. Hang to on. Do a I, brief I, Twitter search. Last. Was it last blockbuster? Blockbuster. You should know how to spell it. You went to the. You went to one of those many a times growing up. Yes, you I were did. Old enough to remember that they existed. There's a movie, a documentary about it. There's the official blockbuster Twitter feed, which, gosh, I don't even want to know how outdated that is. Located between Third and Main Street, Third and Main in the Oak Lawn Shopping Center, not part of Blockbuster Corporate. We are all on our own commentary. So you can email them at loneblockbuster at gmail.com. Hmm. Sorry we haven't tweeted in a while. We rented our store out to a spirit Halloween for October and they won't let us back in. 
That's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'm going to hang on. Follow. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> this is worth a follow. Um, last thing I wanted to get to, before our new feature that we're launching at the end of the show, last thing I wanted to get to, though, I really want to get your, uh, your impression on this. So, last week... John Hagee's Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, Texas, they hosted an event called Reawaken America. And it was led by some podcast host who is not me, so I don't care. The event is largely a who's who of far-right connected conspiracy folks like Roger Stone, Mike Liddell, Greg Locke, you know, all those folks. Uh, folks that are, are extremely right right-leaning, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they're talking about the 2020 election, COVID-19 vaccines, all that, you know, all, all the usual topics you'd expect. So they start, the, the chant that we all have come to find in college football stadiums and at, at protests and everything, the Let's Go Brandon uh, chant started up. This thing was in a church, so John Hagee has come out, the pastor here, has come out and apologized and said that he thinks that, you know, he, he said um, that this is inappropriate. I'm sorry we allowed it to happen, that sort of thing. And there's video and everything. And um, hang on, I bet, you, I bet you I can get this video to come up here. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. So, yeah, that, that's a, just a taste of it. But, um... It sounded like from the stage they were actually cheering them on, you know, like like being a hype person. Yeah. So. I, look, I am going to to butcher this this quote from Tony Evans, but it like it just makes me it makes me cringe a little bit that this all happened in a church and that there like there was like church connections to an event like this. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily that the event took place, but it is the the overlapping of the church and politics that I, I don't like it. I'm no, just gonna, I don't either. <laughs> um, but I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to butcher this quote from Tony Evans, but um, he, he wrote a book about um, politics and faith and politics and Christianity. And um, basically like right out the gate was like, okay, so the question is whose side is God on is would God, like if Jesus were here, would he be, would he be conservative? Would he be liberal? And he's like, he wouldn't be either one because when Jesus came to earth 2000 years ago, he didn't come to take sides. He came to take over. Mm -hmm. So it's not, so get that out of your heads right now. I, I, so anytime that there's any type of posturing or grabbing at religion to, to further your own political agenda, it just, ugh, it turns my stomach into knots. I don't like it at all. I, so I, if me personally, I would love to not see any type of political event mm -hmm. associated with with the church because people are flawed. People mm -hmm. are flawed. People are human. They're going to fail anytime. So I, it, it just feels it feels it feels gross to me. Now, <laughs> one, one, one thing that you can say here, though, is that it was not a church service. It was not a church event. They, they were using that basically that vi that as a venue. And yeah. I mean, and I mean, we've, I mean, the church I work at, we've used as a venue. Now, granted, we were very specific about who we allow in and we it's always like a, a Christian concert or something like that. It's never mm -hmm. an outright political thing. We would never do that um, for a multitude of reasons. But at the same time, it is a church and. 
that is that that phrase is a a a joking misconception or, or I'm sorry, a joking uh, reference to a profanity. Yeah, and you it's, have people yeah, it is a, yelling it yeah. in a church. You know, yeah, and I think yeah, and I think that's where a lot of my problem comes comes down on it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a it. People took that over to to be able to continue using the to it carries the the exact same sentiment as the not G rated version of the chant, <laughs> the bleep Joe Biden version. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and. And I think that and, and, and there's an appropriateness there. There's a uh, just a not, not the right place. Not, no, you know, if there is a right place, that ain't it. So, <laughs> right. I just, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he was right to come In out and apologize. Is not is is certainly not appropriate. Not is certainly not the the time or place for that. Not at all. Okay, so when we get back. When we get back, we have a brand new segment on the show. We're starting forty episodes in with a new segment. And it will change your life. We're making your life so much better. One little Are you kidding n- me? One little nugget at a time. Oh. <laughs> so that's mm. coming up in the after the break as we as we close out the uh the fortieth episode. It's the fortieth episode of the Mark Harvard podcast. This uh, this podcast is officially an old man. It is. It's gonna start listening to the sounds of the seventies. Mm-hmm. And and driving, you know, like a sensible car, like going to go find an old Dodge Stratus. Forty, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll we'll be back in just a minute. Stick around, more to come. It is the Mark Harvard podcast. Old World Lumiere Candle Company has been with the Mark Harvard Podcast since the very beginning. And let me tell you how happy we are. You can get all kinds of scents, guys, to make your house smell great. And they aren't just your frou-frou floral stuff. Guys can get candles like bourbon or leather, and they come in these really cool glass containers. Check them out. Everything they've got is at owlcandlecompany.com. And tell them I sent you. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. There's a lot of people that are going to bang their hands on the desk and be real angry and stuff. What we're going to do is find the ways that God is working in all of this trouble and turmoil. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? We'll go over history, we'll go over the news of the day, and I'm probably going to make some jokes about 80s cartoons. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You never know what you're going to get, but if you don't listen, you don't get anything. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at MarkHarvardCreative.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at MarkHarvardCreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. I am the aforementioned Mark Harvard, hanging out with my good friend Stephanie Plum. She's on the other end. It's the 40th episode. It's our Thanksgiving spectacular, and uh, we've been having a blast. We really have, but I've been pitching all show long this uh, new segment that's going to change your life, and it's, it's something that, it's, it's a concept I've been wanting to do for a while, but the name of it, I, I knew what I wanted to name it, 
and I, I got afraid I was going to get sued because it's remarkably close to something else. That's always a great lead-in to this. But I also, it's also my my actual name. But hmm. the other people are also like an actual law school. So oh, <laughs> I feel like if anyone can get me, they can. But you know what? I'm a small fish. Ah, we'll change it when I'm making millions. Um, we're going to call this Harvard's Law. And every, and every week we'll, we'll feature uh, a little bit of wisdom, a little nugget, if you will. And uh, this week, uh, it, it comes from a story that I was telling the other, uh, the other day to a friend of mine about how the, the job I have currently, I actually interviewed for like 10 to 15 years ago. And... It got through all the all of the uh, all the interview processes. I mean, to the point where we're talking salary, we're talking about start dates and all that. And um, then I got a phone call, which was on the on you know on a certain day when we I expected to get the phone call of the official offer of the job. And I got an I got a phone call, and they said, "Hey, Mark, we've decided we're actually going to go to we're going to go ahead and actually split this job amongst a bunch of." other uh, employees that are currently here. This is not the call I expected to make this morning, was what I was told. Um, but that was the way we are going to go. Um, luckily, I had not, at my then position, I had not um, burned any bridges. I had not actually done anything yet. I'd, I'd kept my, you know, my, my cards close to the vest because of something my father once told me. And he, this is Harvard's Law, and we'll just say this is number six. Harvard's Law number six. We're gonna we're gonna introduce this segment of Harvard's Law because I feel like there are five more six. important than this, but I okay. I haven't gotten them yet. So okay. number six, until you have keys to the building, you don't work there. Until you have a way to access that building unfettered, you do not work there. True that. Just saying. Because here's the thing, so many people get so excited, and then they, you know, they walk around burning bridges, they slack off at their current job, and then they get this, you know, this new job falls through, and then they're pulling back from a deficit. So don't ever stop your new job until you've got keys to the building, or you know, a key card, or you know, some some way to actually get into the building where they can't stop you. That's when you truly work there. You belong there. So there you go. Harvard's Law number six. <laughs> Thank you to my good friend, Stephanie Plum, for hanging out this evening or this day Always or morning. Always happy to derail a podcast. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> we, we love that you're, you're on more often. It's uh, way less heavy lifting for me. I appreciate it. Am that. I coming back before the 50th we do episode? have a Christ, We do have a Christmas spectacular we have to do. Oh, we have it. Okay, so the Christmas spectacular. We've got a Christmas and spectacular. Then, and then the 50th when the podcast is 50. That's right. That's when it goes on its year-long cruise and <laughs> and learns how to shuffleboard. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, Steph. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Don't forget you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. We're over on the Twitter now and over on the YouTube as well. Go find us and follow us and like us and share us all of those places. Till next time, this is the Mark Harvard Podcast, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.